Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Seriously in Business podcast. I am so, so thrilled you're here. And this episode is for maybe those of you who are a bit quieter, maybe those of you who um, identify as introverts, maybe those of you who just want to enjoy business rather than feeling constantly burnt out, rather than feeling like you have to aim for multi-million dollar success and you just want to have a business that you love and that supports you. And so today I'm interviewing incredible guest, Catherine. And Catherine and I chat about two really important things. The, the first thing is sustainable content creation. So creating content in a way that you don't feel like you have to create for every single platform, working out which platforms support you the most and working out how you can repurpose content, working out how you can create themes in your business, working out how you can be really intentional about what you do so that you don't have to do everything, you know, and not get burnt out in that process. And we also chat about this idea of a cozy business and doing business in a way that supports you as a business owner and doesn't force you to grow and make you this ginormous empire if you don't want to. And you can just enjoy your business and create a business, create a lifestyle that supports you in your current season of life and and what you kind of want for your business and yourself. So I'm really excited for this chat. And if you don't know who Catherine is, Catherine McKenzie-Smith is an award-winning business coach, guide and strategist for introverts and highly sensitive souls. She's an ideas alchemist and the host of Emerge and Expand podcast. Through her one-to-one membership, group programs, and the brand new Secret Introverts Business Membership, Catherine supports gentle leaders to create successful, sustainable, cozy businesses through their own innate wisdom and strength without feeling like they have to change who they are. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Catherine. Let's dive in. Welcome to Seriously in Business, the podcast for all things branding, design, marketing, and business strategy for your small business. I'm your host, Jackie Norton, pro graphic designer and coach at White Deer Graphic Design. This podcast is for small business owners who love to have fun and take their business seriously. We'll be diving into DIY graphic design and the crucial role that it plays in building a successful business, business that is not only your passion, but is taken seriously by the world. You'll also learn key branding insights from your truly as well as gleaning marketing strategy and business advice from guest industry experts i've supported hundreds if not thousands of women over the last 10 years to transform their brand and design and in doing so helping them to build successful and sustainable businesses while living the life they love and today i get to help you do the same join us every week for a new episode to fuel you with inspiration equip you to thrive and to get you looking seriously in business let's dive in yay so welcome Catherine, to the podcast thank you so much for jumping on how you doing I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. I'm really excited to talk to you today. I am too. This topic is one I find quite interesting and I'm probably looking forward to to diving into a little bit more in my own business. So I'm very excited to have a chat with you. Firstly, though, I love to ask all of my guests this one question, and that is what does an average day in your life and business kind of look like? Like if I was just to get an inside behind the curtains, is it like, like what, what do you do when you wake up and then you just work and then what, what do you, how do you like do you like cooking dinners or do you get someone else to do like what does your average day look like for you oh my goodness it really depends on my energy more than anything because that is how I like to run my day and my business and that has taken many many years to I guess work with instead of thinking that like the day has to start like this and then it has to look like this because I think we've been conditioned from a very young age to work within that and so it's taken many years for me to just accept that some days I'm going to wake up and I'm going to want to go for a walk and be outside or I'm going to do want to do a workout some days I'm going to sit and read for three hours and not want to talk to anybody mm-hmm. it always starts with coffee that's a no-brainer a non-negotiable for you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it really depends on what the day looks like there's a few days of the week that I specifically do calls on and then there's other days that I specifically don't have calls and meetings and again that's to work within my own energy ebbs and flows I know that having 
specific days every week that are like off Zoom, no calls are really important for me to be able to maintain my business and my energy. And so some days are like getting up, getting ready and being kind of on camera doing a live with my group or a Q&A call or a coaching call. Some days it is, hey, what is going on today? What am I feeling? What is the energy? Am I got a project that I'm working on? And I have this thing I also really like to do where on those days where my energy is maybe a little bit low or I've had a few busy days, I just look at my list and I go, what is the one thing that absolutely has to get done today? And so sometimes that's I have to send my newsletter out today and that if anything else gets done, it doesn't matter, but as long as that one thing gets done. So I really like to work intuitively throughout the day and then just again, depending on sometimes I'll work until eight or nine o'clock at night and sometimes I won't, I don't have kids or anything. So pretty chill here and pretty flexible depending on where the mood and the projects take me. Oh, thank you for that insight. I feel like that's a good little, almost a bit of a segue to some of our conversations we'll have <laughs> in this episode as well. So thank you for sharing. And yeah, I love the the fluidity of it and the fact that you can do that because you don't have a kids that are like, I need dinner right now. It's yes. six o'clock or five thirty, whatever it is. <laughs> okay. Just, just me. Just me thinking <laughs> yeah. about food, if I yep. remember. <laughs> yeah, but if you oh if you remember, those are the days. Um cool. Okay. So now we've got to peek into your into your everyday life. What has been your overall business journey like? Like have you always had your own business? Have you worked somewhere else? Like what has been your your journey to getting to the point where you're at now? Oh my goodness, it feels like such a big story, but really it is that I have been in business for 10 years next year, so quite Dang. a long time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we should have a big party. Um, but before that, I worked in television for almost 10 years, so all my 20s pretty much, and I worked on various different shows that everyone will know quite well in lots of different departments, so I was on set quite a bit at the beginning of my career and I worked in post-production so the editing and putting everything together to distribute it at the, towards the end of my career and that was a very interesting time in my life and that sort of transitioned me into starting a blog because I moved into state and wanted to keep in touch with my family and then it was just one of those weird timing things that I was blogging around the time that the online business coaching thing just really picked up and what had started as just a creative outlet turned into a business set by accident a little bit. And that's kind of what it's been for the last, yeah, 10 years, which is, it that's feels wild. like so long, but it also feels like I've been doing it forever. So Yeah, I mean, it's, it is a while. Yeah. Um, I, I love that background too. I didn't know that about you. Is that kind of why, like, I know you have a YouTube channel as well. Is that kind of like a little bit of hearkening back to that kind of your previous experience and that kind of world? A little, uh, sort of, <laughs> I guess. I did realize a few years ago that one of the things in terms of creating content and the way that I think about content is definitely, yeah. uh, from my background, I have a Bachelor of Mass Communications and Media and Communication, so I'm literally qualified in it. And it only occurred to me about a year or two ago that this thing that feels easy to me that I know a lot of my people struggle with in terms of creating content actually is a natural thing for me because I've just always been doing it. So yeah, my YouTube uh, channel doesn't have the beautiful production quality that yours does. Yours is amazing. I'm so excited for how that's taken off. Uh, it's more of just like get the ideas up and out, but I yeah. always worked in like the 
the producer side of things. So I'm more about like the storytelling and that than the the technical aspects, I guess, of creating so a cool. YouTube channel. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. Okay, I'm going to shift my questions up now because you provided me with a great segue here of content and creating that, especially for those people that like, who would you say like you help the most in your business, the kind of person that you love helping just to kind of give everyone a baseline before we dive into this? Great question. Uh, so I work mostly with introverted and more highly sensitive people, people who I guess have often felt like their experience in the world and the way that you're supposed to do things, whether that's how you show up in your business, how you show up socially, is not necessarily the way that we've been taught to do it. So that seems to be a thing. It started as working exclusively with more introverted people because of being an introvert myself, because of the struggles and the, the things that I talk to so many people about in terms of being introverted. It has expanded a little bit over the years as more conversations have started to come out about neurodiverse people and the way that that our brains work. Uh, I work with a lot of people who deal with chronic illness. It's a lot of it comes back to the way that we've been taught to work and show up in that nine to five grind hustle life and how that doesn't work for many, many people. So they're the people that I guess I work with the most. Oh, amazing. All right. That's really great. I'm so excited to dig into this more around <laughs> But we're going to do we're going to do two parts to this podcast. Right? So <laughs> I want to talk to you first is about the content because we kind of we kind of talked on that a little bit. You talk about creating like an ecosystem of content. Could you describe what that is and how we can kind of create that and make it easier in our businesses, I guess, to do content? Yeah. So this is so great that you're asking this because we literally just had a conversation on my group call this morning about it. This idea of churning out content mm. because. I guess that's a big message in the online business world, especially in the marketing, Instagram, that kind of world. And the fact that for most people or for a lot of people, they're working kind of on their own. And this is adding a huge burden to an already endless to-do list. And at the end of the day, it coming back to what is the main reason for why you're creating this content? So a conversation that we had this morning, was this idea of like, I'm trying to do a weekly blog post and it is already starting to burn me out. And the reality is that for many people, until you have a system set up where you have people actively coming to your website every single week or your YouTube channel or your podcast, whatever that might be, churning out heaps and heaps of content is absolutely a huge amount of time for not that many people to see. Mm. So the way that I think of the content ecosystem is taking ideas from the the way that you know the online business and, and marketing world talks about content in terms of create pillar content repurpose that content into social media posts into your newsletter you know re reusing repurposing that but it's really actually about coming to the deeper level of like what is it that people need to hear from you on their point of the journey so if you're thinking about someone that coming in at different points along that journey, but how do you bring them through that journey so that they are feeling seen and accepted and understood every step of the way? There is always going to be a tiny percentage of those people who end up working with you. There's going to be a huge chunk of people in the middle who consume your content and maybe dip in and out of things every now and again. And there's going to be a bunch of people who love everything that you do and, and look at it and they never buy from you ever. And I don't think about my business as like, 
people who I'm trying to win as customers and clients, I think of it as an ecosystem that every person in my community has a role to play and my content being one part of that. So it's, yeah, how, what is the big message that you're trying to convey and how can you communicate that in pillar content, like really crucial key things that are the core of your message that are the things that people are searching for that they are going to come across no matter where in you know how many years pass and they come into it and they go oh this is exactly what I needed right now and then using that and pieces of that to share and disseminate across whatever however many other platforms you're on instead of thinking like oh so I have to write my 50,000th blog post for the year. I also have to write, oh, a separate newsletter. Oh, now I need to be posting on social media. Of course, everyone's burnt out when they're thinking about it as all separate pieces of content instead of like, today I'm talking about this and then I'm going to take that and I'm going to put that in my newsletter and share it and then link people back to where they can find out more about it. Today I'm, you know, I'm going to post about it. I'm going to put an image on Instagram and I'm going to link people back to where they can read more or dive in more to that. And that being the ecosystem of people and always moving through it, how can they get that information in whatever format works best for them? Mm, okay. Probably that's a bit of a, a, yeah, bit of a breakdown of it. That's <laughs> so good. I like that. I like that different way of thinking. And I think you I think like it is so right. It's such a, a big burning out point for honestly most business owners especially ones that don't have a giant team working for them and even the ones that do like as a business owner you've still got to be the person hopefully giving most of that initial top level thoughts anyway yeah I find that so interesting after because I've just gone through the first trimester of pregnancy I was like so so low in all my energy and pretty much everything in unessential was cut out one of them things was my social media next was YouTube next my podcast I was just like I can't do any of these things and as I've been coming back into it it's been interesting for me to kind of pay attention to what didn't get missed Mm. what can I do less of and how can I do this more efficiently? And so for me, it's been, I'm cutting back one, two videos a month on my YouTube. I'm really being intentional about filming things ahead. And I'm doing so much less posting on my social media. And when I do do that, it's kind of taking stuff from my YouTube or taking stuff. I think, I think, I don't know if everyone else is the same as me, but I totally forget that I can just, I'm so bad at repurposing. I'm like, actually, I've done all, like I've, I've literally filmed 20 minutes of me talking on a particular topic. Oh, hey, let's do a totally different post on my Instagram. Like, yeah. why would I not just go into that same thing and also help people if they are, like, sometimes I feel like I'm just sharing too much of the boring same message, but I think either people are consuming it in a different way, so they're probably going to understand it in a different way which is a good thing because you're wanting to help them really grasp the concept or people aren't following you in all of the different places anyway like someone who's reading your blog post might not be on your instagram or someone who's listening to your podcast might not be on your email list and so making it's not it's not silly to share these things in multiple places and do that more efficiently and effectively mm-hmm. what are some things that you've kind of ch- changed as your business has evolved of when you of, of kind of realizing this for yourself of maybe stuff that you did originally put pressure on on yourself and maybe how you kind of do it now? Yeah, I mean, these days I'm almost way too chill about what I about not posting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because I do, I see the anxiety and I, I feel what I remember I used to be like, you know, the not sending an email out for a month and then feeling like you have to apologize and, and tell everyone why you were gone. And yeah. Um, yeah. Not posting on Instagram every day and just constantly putting so much energy into feeling bad about it. 
one conversation that comes up so much in my space is around a lot of people actually don't feel safe on social media because of the public kind of I guess it's 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 open for anyone to see and yet what I have noticed and this is something that's just recently become apparent to me is that so many people in the especially in the last maybe five or so years learnt about online business from Instagram and so there is this like underlying belief that Instagram is an absolute must-have in your business in order to be successful and then there's this is like coupled with this feeling of like feeling unsafe and not really knowing what to create or again just having like one more thing you have to get around to every day and then this like deep belief that they can't be successful if they don't post on social media and I'm just like oh my business was around before we was doing like we were posting photos of our shoes and our food on Instagram (laughs) the old days and so it's really it's been really interesting to observe and also to see how my approach has changed these days I'm like what was the most important thing that needed to get done today did that get done and even if it doesn't it'll get done by the end of the week at some point it's going to get done Mm -hmm. and I haven't posted on Instagram in at least a month Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's just it's kind of like less important now and one thing that I really care so much about is like building a community like about over all of the 15 minute lifespan of an Instagram post. Like that is so much less important than like showing up for one or two people in my community today, which Mm. happened this morning. Uh, So yeah, I think the change has been from like being less rigid about these rules of what we think we should do. And now I just go with like, well, what are my values? What's important to me and my business so that I can bring value to my community. And most of the time that actually isn't, posting on social media if I'm totally mm. honest and it's just like now that I'm doing YouTube as well I'm noticing how yeah. short the span is like I'm getting views on my YouTube videos that I posted literally six months ago and they're going just as well as when I first posted them yet on Instagram a post that I posted six months ago no one's ever seen that again in their lives <laughs> exactly exactly I mean yeah. YouTube is is the second I think it's I don't know if it still is but definitely at some point it's in the top three biggest search engines on the internet Wild. it's yeah. such a great investment of yeah, of time and energy. And there's actually a really good podcast interview with um, that I had on my podcast with Tara Reid, who is another mm. introvert coach. And she talked about how one day she sat down and she worked out what the ROI was on her Instagram and it just ended up no longer being worthwhile actually even being on Instagram. So, you know, focusing on things like building your email list, building your podcast or your YouTube channel, things yeah. that are actually have that longevity that people can come back to over and over again. Yeah. And I think as well, there's like this also remembering that people are, and similar to what you said about how you're like, oh, what if people see it on so, you know, Instagram, but then they, it's on my YouTube and, and how people are consuming different content because they might not be following you everywhere. The other thing is people are in different mindsets when they're doing different things on different mm. apps. So if I'm searching something on YouTube about design, for example, just using your stuff as an example, I'm looking for a tutorial. I'm looking to learn some skills or find an answer for something that I'm doing right now. If I'm seeing a reel of yours on, you know, there's a clip from that. I mean, I've learned so much even just from your reels that you do because you have all these great little tips. I'm like, oh, I'll remember that for next time I'm on Canva. But it is a different mindset that we're in when we're scrolling social media versus when we're consuming long-form content. You know, we're listening to a podcast. We might be commuting. We might be doing stuff around the house. It's a totally different mindset to when we're, you know, scrolling, looking at cat videos and stuff on social yeah. media. Yeah, that's so true. It's very interesting. And I think we need to, yeah, 
as business owners, we can intentionally think about that and make sure that we're meeting people where they're at in that platform. And also, yeah, like working out which platforms are going to give us the most ROI. For some people, it will be Instagram. Like don't just think that of because course. we're saying this is not yeah. Instagram, but it could absolutely yeah. not be. It's not just the, 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 the this is definitely it. Like some businesses could just do well of, of not even posting on Instagram or just having what's called like a nine grid kind of thing. And they just have like a, a page there and they do a couple of posts and they just leave those there and they don't touch their Instagram. Yeah. It kind of just is a present there. If someone searches for it, directs them to the website, moving on. And it's like working out what you need from the different platforms and working out the amount of energy that's worthwhile going into those and what you can put in less energy to. Like I used to post three to five times a week on Instagram. I'm now bringing it back to two times a week because that's probably getting me just as much return as the, the, the posting every day unless I was doing like incredible posts, which I don't have time to do. So there's no point, you know? So yeah, working out the why and the yeah, meeting people where they're at and all those things we've chatted about. That's so great. Oh, hello. I'm interrupting this episode super quickly to let you know that we have limited availability to work with the team at White Deer Studio. If you want done for you graphic or brand support, that means doing your graphics for you, anything from bespoke social media templates to launch graphics or a full branding package, our team are ready to support you. Just head to whitedeer.com.au forward slash design studio to find out more. That's the color white, the animal deer.com.au forward slash design studio to find out more. We cannot wait to work with you. All right, back to the episode. Next, I want to talk about cozy business. Okay. <laughs> I flippin' love that word. And <laughs> like, it actually reminds me of my daughter loves using the phrase warm and toasty. And it kind of reminds oh me of, of, of warm and toasty, like this cozy idea of a cozy business. So would you be able to explain what a cozy business is and how it is different to running our business in a traditional way? Yeah, so I'm still kind of coming up my own with my own definition for this and i have started to notice that there are like this is not a new concept this is not something mm. that i've come up with in fact someone recommended a book to me this week and the person who wrote the book which i cannot remember off the top of my head um also uses this term so it's definitely not mine it's just something that really resonates with me and and the people in my community as well so at its at its core it's like um there's a, there's a part of it that's like anti-empire. I, like by definition, am kind of in an anti-capitalist kind of framework in that I just don't believe in the sustainability of exponential growth and these things that in, in the business world, in Western society, in capitalist societies, we have just learnt are the only way to do business and we're seeing so much in the world, in the environment, in so many things that this is not, a sustainable framework so it kind of it has its roots for me personally and again this isn't necessarily how everyone thinks about it in terms of I'm not here to build an empire I have my partner is entrepreneurial as well we have had businesses where we've had teams that we've had to manage and that is my least favorite thing to do I love working with people I love collaborating I love hiring people to help me on projects I do not love the idea of having to have staff meetings and do HR stuff and manage teams. It is not something that I enjoy. It's not why I started my business. And so a part of it is like this idea, this like solopreneur business, this cozy mm -hmm. business that isn't about I'm trying to build a huge big team. I'm trying to take over the world. I'm actually so not interested in you know even the seven figure business and all of that it's totally fine that there are other people out there the same as what you said about instagram there's people out there who build incredible businesses just on instagram amazing there are people out there who the building of an empire and 
and supporting other people by giving them jobs and things that's amazing also I just I love that it's not for me Mm. I love the idea of getting to do what I love to do every single day and doing it on my own terms and not having to answer to people (laughs) I did enough of that in my life so there's a little bit of that in it but it is also yeah I guess the impact that we have on the world and that um, for myself, I'm a super introverted person, even though it might not seem like it. Um, and I, I, I love the, the kind of, yeah, the vibe, I guess, that I'm trying to create in my business and in the community that I'm in. And I know that the bigger and bigger and bigger that would to get, it would take away some of that from, from the spaces that I like to show up in. And so it's kind of an ideology, I guess, around just like what does that feel like for me what feels comfortable and cozy that I can again wake up and not have to be like oh my gosh I've got to get all this stuff to all these people and put out fires all day it's just not the kind of business that I want and yeah I think for a really long time that's the that's been the dream that's what success looks like that's what we should all be working towards and so there's a little bit of rebellion against like well what if that wasn't what we all wanted and Mm -hmm. what if Making 90K a year for some people is absolutely exactly the amount that's going to help them. And they don't need to make, a, you know, a million dollars. And that makes them really happy and they can do the things that they want to do and that brings them joy. Um, yeah, we've sort of gotten a little bit into, I think, this is the this is the one path. And I guess it's just, you know, what do you actually really want? Yeah, I love, yeah, I think that's a really important question to ask because if we don't, then yeah, we just assume I should be aiming for seven figures and I should be aiming to build a team and I should be aiming for this and working this and doing that. And it's like, go for it. But if you don't want to do that, that's also really just as fine. Even like I, I was always of the opinion of I didn't want to grow a team at all. But then this year I kind of a little bit have, I've got like, um, they're not like, hired people they're still freelancers but they're still part of my team and and it's it's been really interesting to to see if I enjoy that or not because I'm like Mm. I never wanted it I was always like no I don't think I I want that but then at the same time like it's actually kind of fun and and cool but I'm not sure if I do want to grow it too yeah there's so many places I could grow it to I could grow it to 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 full to to full-time or part-time people working properly for me or I could make it into like a a proper physical space I'm like I don't think I want that but who knows what we'll want but the idea is that if you do just want to chill or you know not even chill like it's not even that it's if you do just want to run your business from home by yourself do that like it doesn't have to be this big this big thing and like if you change your mind next year, do that too. But you don't just have to always be aiming for this bigger and better. Um, and like, mm-hmm. I even feel that like, because what you said in terms of um, that, it kind of is like, I think people take you more seriously when you're running a proper, a proper business where there's people working for you and there's this and that. And it's like, even now that I've got a team, when I tell people what I do, I'm like, Oh, and I've got a little team working for me. They're like, Oh wow. I'm like, I mean, it's cool, but I'm not earning any more or doing anything better than when I, when I was last year, when I was just me, like it's all, it's all like, it, it's cool that we're doing it, but it's also okay that the, what it was last year too. And so, yeah, just asking ourselves that question and doing it really intentionally, I think is cool. So for those people that do just want to, keep things a little simple, a little less complicated, actually just do life on their own terms in that kind of way, do business on their own terms. What do you think are some, some either some questions that we can ask ourselves to make that clear or some questions, some questions that we can ask ourselves to work out how we really do want to run our business and what that could actually look like for us on an everyday basis. Like I loved even at the start, how you were talking about how 
you don't have like this rigid structure about how you work. You obviously show up for your clients when you've said you're going to do that. But beyond that, it's not like you can't just sit and read for a little while. You can't, you can't just push your do list back a little while if that's allowable. And so how can we kind of create a cozy business for ourselves? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> how long have you got? <laughs> I'm ready. I mean, I think at the heart of it and, and what this really started at was I, I have been talking over the last few years a lot about like building an introvert friendly business and at the heart of all of the messages no matter how you word it or say it and and coming back to you like I have loved watching you this year and how your business has changed and evolved and it really you can tell it's come from a place of joy and intention and I think that's a really big part of it and you're absolutely right when you say that next year it might be different and, and you might change your mind and like there's just this pressure that we all put on ourselves that we have to have it all figured out straight away. And it does not work like that. You can't work out your niche until you start working with people, you know. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you can, and plenty of people do that. Two ideas, me. but you're not going to know concrete. Yeah, no. exactly. I really yeah. think that all of this comes back to a few really key things. One of them is a deep understanding of who you are and how you work best. Mm -hmm. And for many people, as I mentioned at the beginning, we have spent, a lot of us have spent our lives, and for anyone, if you're listening to this on podcast, I am a white person, I am a cis-bodied, able-bodied woman, I have a lot of privilege, and yet I have found that in, in the last few years, having to unravel a lot of self-inflicted pain that I've caused myself because my whole life no accommodations were ever allowed for me when I was a four-year-old and I was having meltdowns and nobody even questioned that there might be other things at play it was just you need to get yourself together and you need to you know be a good girl mm. and so for many of us we are carrying around this idea that we have to behave a certain way and that that when we move into our own business, we bring all of that baggage with us. And so even though my business has been around for a long time, only the last couple of years have I even realized that I can make accommodations for my own needs in my business. Mm. But before we get to that point, we have to see and, and be aware of what those needs are. Mm. And so there's a huge like healing and personal development and transformative journey that we go on to actually even work out what we need when we have maybe been changing and adapting our behavior to suit the world around us for our whole lives. So that isn't just like, a, oh, that's just a, like a one quick tip for you. That's like you're on this journey. Nah, <laughs> There's a reason yeah. why you started a business and for many people it is to uh, allow for, you know, our, us to create our own schedules and our lives and things. So having that level of self-awareness, which you may already have some level of that, it's looking at the systems and structures and strategies and support that you have in place and looking at the things, checking in regularly. I think we can just keep moving goalposts and hitting goals and then going, oh, what's next, what's next, which is that idea of exponential mm. growth that we've all kind of fallen into is actually checking in regularly. What felt really good this week or, or this launch or this month or whatever it was? What worked really well, but what also felt really good? Um, asking questions like, what would I never want to do again? <laughs> what did I really hate? And where am I 
doing things because I think I should be doing them, but the energy that I'm putting into that obligation is not actually having any payoff and it's actually just causing more pain for me. So things like that, where can I get support that's going to help me with the things that I don't know or don't don't know how to do? And where am I buying into an idea or a course or a program where I'm being taught you have to do this, 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 and I'm trying to mold myself into that instead of going, okay, this is who I am and this is how I work best. These are my strengths. Can I find a strategy and system that is going to actually support that part of me? Not, I wish I was more like this. You know, I wish I could do video every day. So I'm going to join a course and learn how to do video every day when in actual fact, that's probably not in alignment with our energy and strengths and things. So it's kind of having that self-awareness to go back over that, having some self-awareness, understanding this is a much bigger journey than just like ticking a few things off and then finding ways to support your own needs, strengths, goals, desires through implementing the strategies and systems that are actually going to support you, not trying to fit yourself into a version of that you think you should. Mm, I don't know if that answers your question. (laughs) That was good. That was good. And yeah, it's, I think, yeah, it all comes back to being really intentional about it rather than just going along with the flow of what you think is what's, is, is what you should be doing. Yeah, those, those those shoulds and just kind of reassessing everything. And I, I love those questions you shared to ask of like working out like did I did I hate that or did I love that and can I do more of that thing or can I do less of this thing and you know, what, what like what we've been talking about with the ecosystem of the content of working out like what's actually helping your business to grow rather than what's you, what are you just doing because you should be doing it. Um, are there any other ways like that you've put into your business of just things that just support you so beyond what you've already mentioned in terms of like if you're not feeling the energy you might just do something a little bit different today or what are some other things that you do in just your everyday business life that people that want to slow down a little bit or want to be more intentional a little bit could take us some ideas if that fits for them Mm. so one thing I think that is always being I'm always being reminded of is when I'm sitting here at the computer like trying to force out an idea or force something, you know, to, to make sense for me in terms of I'm trying to plan something or I've got an idea that I just can't work out what I want it to look like. I will sometimes sit here for hours and hours and hours and just get more and more frustrated. The second that I walk away and go and do something else, it almost always becomes really clear. And so mm-hmm. I think that that is uh, actually a really helpful thing in terms of sometimes sitting at the desk (laughs) forcing yourself to do work is counter to it it feels counterintuitive to go and have a nap to go for a walk to go and catch up with someone to do something outside of like pushing this (laughs) work out and so often when we create that space for ourselves that's when the answers come that we've been looking for so that Mm. is something that I do as often as possible and anytime I'm starting to feel that like frustration bubbling of like why can't I just figure this out Mm. usually the best time to step away um some other things that I do this is one that I really love that I've just started sharing a little bit more around is actually figuring out, and this comes back to the content and everything we've talked about so far as well. So hopefully it's helpful. It's actually going, okay, what is my focus for the month? So Mm -hmm. 
am I focusing right now on telling people about my one-on-one services? Am I building up to a launch of my membership? Am I focusing on getting the podcast back up and running? What is my actual main focus right now and why? What is my visibility focus right now? And so sometimes I will run ads. Sometimes I will get on a bunch of podcast interviews, like actually having intention about what it is that I'm Mm. doing so that I can kind of almost just see like if you're trying to do everything at the same time, that just freaks us all out and overwhelms us. And so one thing I've really started to intentionally do is go, okay, I'm going to focus on this. And then at the end of the month, I'm going to check in. I'm going to see what went really well, same thing. And that's my visibility focus. And then the third one that I've just added is like, what's my community focus? So am I growing my list? Am I supporting my affiliates? Am I um, moving and, and creating a new community, which is something that's happening at the moment, There's big transitions happening in my business? And then what can I do to support my community better? And so there's some things that aren't about money at all, as you might have noticed. There's mm-hmm. no, like it's actually focusing on the bigger mission, vision and values behind the work that I'm doing. And what I have found in that is that the money always comes it always follows when it's coming from that place and it's not the key focus of every single decision that I'm making in my business. And anytime that starts to become the energy, that's usually when everything starts to dry up for me. So that's that's me personally as well. Mm. Um, but that's something that I love to do. And when I start to feel like scattered or like I, I'm sort of trying to decide what to do next, I come back to that focus and I go, what did I say was the focus for the month? Is that still the the focus because sometimes it changes and then how do we get back to that path because you're getting distracted by all these shiny things along the way yeah cool those are some really great tips thanks for sharing those um yeah even just the first one of getting up and doing something different when you're feeling like you're needing to push something or even just going to a different place like if you've got a laptop Mm. just take it to a to a to a cafe or take it to a chair on your front porch or take it to the concrete steps you know like just somewhere different to kind of get your brain less pushy and less pressury um because yet yeah, there's not much that really comes and thrives out of that kind of energy does it no definitely not definitely not okay <laughs> sorry obviously we've heard a lot about your work so far how can we get in touch with you or connect with you or learn more about the kind of work that you do uh, so it's hilarious to say this after I just said all that about Instagram, but probably the easiest is um, Instagram <laughs> because even though I'm not super consistent on there, that's probably where you'll find uh, me the most. And so my Instagram handle is at miss underscore KMS. Um, my website is katherinemckenziesmith.com where you'll find everything. And this is the one that I always forget and I've started trying to really intentionally remind people of. If you're listening to the podcast, then you're already in the podcast app. So you can find my Emerge and Expand podcast on whatever app you're listening to this on. Um, and I'm hoping to have Jackie on very soon for season three. So, yeah, if you're listening, go check that out as well and you'll find me over there. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I'll pop all those links into the show notes as well for anyone who wants a clickable thingamabob. Um, Amazing. Thank you for joining us today, Catherine. I have so appreciated your time and what you have shared with us. So thank you for that. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks so much, Jackie. I've loved it. Great questions. Thank you. 
So thank you for joining Catherine and I for that episode. I hope you found it as useful as I did and encouraging and a little bit validating to run the business in a way that you really love and in a way that's going to be sustainable for you. So let me know what you thought of that one in the comments and make sure you head over and connect with Catherine. And if you haven't already, feel free to go over and listen to the podcast version and maybe leave a review or even just give this video a like and hit subscribe if you want more content around creating a business that you love, marketing it really well and creating a brand that you love through incredible design. So thanks for joining me and I'll see you next week for another episode. Well, that is not the end. If you'd like to keep hanging out, join me over on Instagram at whitedeergd and you can see all sorts of tips, updates and more there. Or you can head to my website at whitedeer.com.au for more. See you next week.